De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to be talking about the marketing KPIs you should be tracking. Joining us is Kamala Thompson, who is the VP of Marketing at Caliber Mine, which is the leading B2B platform for revenue insights you can trust. Yesterday, Kamala and I talked about marketing KPIs to live by. And today, we're going to continue our conversation and talk about marketing's war between science and art. Okay, here's my conversation with Kamala Thompson, the VP of Marketing at Caliber Mine. I'm exhausted from yesterday's conversation, Kamala. I'm tired. Oh, dear. And you still invited me back. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I, I just My brain is feeling really mushy around this idea of associating attribution models with campaign objects. So now we get to talk about war. Jeez. And it's left brain, right brain where we're talking about, which I have to say, I feel like that is the coolest part of our job. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So I'm not sure which part of the brain handles the science part we talked about yesterday. Is that right brain or left brain? I believe it's right brain and the okay. left brain's creative, but yeah, somebody is probably yelling at their iPhone right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that, everybody. You know, marketers, not scientists, but I think this is such an interesting really dichotomy that, and I have to say, it's it's easy to say for CMOs that the case, but I, I feel like across the revenue leadership team, quite often, this isn't just, this isn't just the CMO's battle. It's the CRO's battle. It's the COO's battle. It's anybody that's at the end of the day, sitting in front of a proposal, they've got to send out to a customer and they're finding the art in that, right? Like, how do I position this feature versus that feature? It's art all day long. So how do we just unpack this idea of at least of the art piece, the science piece, I feel like we tackled yesterday. What are those moments of art that you would point to? And then how do we find ways to balance? Oh, I, I love this question. And I love this topic because it's so hot right now. We have people saying data's dead, use your gut, it's good enough. And that is so career limiting and people actually listen. So love talking about this. I do advocate for the art piece. I definitely had to prove myself as a creative marketer before I could move into a leadership role from a RevOps background. It's critical to use that creative side of your brain in kind of strategizing how you're going to solve the problem of figuring out how your customers are talking about your product and then mirroring that for them. You're going to be doing a lot of variations on similar copy, trying to figure out what resonates best with certain personas. There are so many ways that the creative nature comes out. And then there's like the LinkedIn videos and humor and all of that good stuff that's starting to sneak into B2B. I love that. It's all all creative. So you can have your creativity. What I would say is the balance necessitates that we look at what works and use that information to decide what we need to tweak, what we continue doing and what we drop. So 
test all you want, throw the spaghetti against the wall. But if you're not measuring where that hits, you're missing the mark. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to look at it. And on some level, I think I'm just going to draw out a piece of what you said there, Camilla, but it is that quite often it comes down to that subconscious, that judgment, that experience on decision making. So we can have all the data, right? We've got this flow of data we talked about yesterday. We talked about like, how do I, what are the KPIs I need to live by? How do I kind of look through the, the mess of the data? But when it comes to making decisions, quite often, it comes down to putting the science aside and just having that gut, right? So I think that makes sense for me on the problem side of things. But I think the piece I'd like to understand a bit better is when do you lean into the science part of the brain, the data part of the brain? And when do you lead into the art part of the brain when it comes to managing teams? We don't talk about this enough as leaders. We don't talk enough about how that dichotomy, that balance can affect our team. So how do you use that judgment going in? Are you like, hey, look, people, give me the numbers. I only care about the numbers. Are you saying, hey, what's your judgment? Both. So like anything, that's that's what drives me crazy about these LinkedIn folks who are stating the extremes. The answer is always somewhere in the middle, right? So I have to respect that some of my team members are much more creative and some favor data. And that's okay. We need all of them. They interact with each other in different ways and balance each other out. That's That's why we go for diversity, right? So when we're talking to a team member, I need to keep in mind where their strengths are. I'm going to coach them in the areas that they aren't as strong. So if I have a digital marketer who's fantastic at creating copy and creative images, we're going to work on the analytics piece. But if that person's fantastic and I need to bring in an analyst to help guide them, let's do that. It's fine. Like not, not everybody's comfortable with numbers. I would challenge that and do challenge that though. A lot of creative people... A lot of women in particular from my generation were told they're not naturally good at math. I want to challenge that because science has shown that our brains are so much more malleable than we thought they are. You can definitely teach an old dog new tricks. So let's let's challenge that I'm not good at data statement. I am about ready to rant, so I, I won't rant, <laughs> Gamla, but I will reference something for folks. And I will say this, there used to be this idea of a computer and it wasn't, you know, Univac, it wasn't your phone. It was a room full of women who were more gifted. So sorry, I'm going to be a little gendered here, but it used to be. And I, I think there was a movie actually that came out some years ago yep. that talked to this. But, you know, the people that we found to be the best at that computational capabilities, these non-computer computer people, in other words, computers where the term came from, were women. So, hey, folks, come on, get off that soapbox. That's ridiculous. But I would say this. I think that really what it comes down to is we can talk about art and science all day long, right? That's That's fine. But for leaders, revenue leaders, and particularly for marketing leaders, it comes down to staff level mix and what we're encouraging. And so I have to say, for me, it's like, as I'm adding new staff members, where I'm thinking about adding, you know, capabilities for existing staff members, that's what I'm balancing. I'm thinking about, am I too analytical on the team? Do I have enough kind of creative presence? And then for those folks that are analytical, are they creative problem solvers? And for the creative problem solvers, are they using data or just gut? So Kind of talk to us about how you manage that on the staff level in terms of recruiting and team management. Such a great question. And, you know, some of it, so much of it has to do with our own gut as leaders and what we've seen work and not work in, in the past. I think the biggest thing I look for when hiring someone is the hunger they have to learn. So I love people who are ambitious. I love people who want to run for my role, but they also have to be open to feedback 
and working on areas they might be weak. So if somebody's afraid of the numbers and doesn't want anything to do with them, they aren't going to make it as a marketer long-term with how much data we're pushed to provide up. So I'm just really looking for that aptitude to ask questions, learn, digest. And I do want people who will challenge my own views. So I think it's more of a gut thing on my part. I'm looking for specific skill sets, but whether or not they match them has to do with past experience I've had as a hiring manager. That's a good point. I really like that, Kamala. And I'm going to ask you one final question. And it's a little bit like the question I asked yesterday about leads and being lead centric. So in my opinion, we have very much as marketing leaders and revenue leaders move more to the science piece over time, I think. So my question for you is this. First of all, do you agree? Do you see that's continuing? Or do you feel like we're going to get that pendulum swing back over to the brand marketing, back over to the creative? Where do you think things will land? And where do you think we are now? You know, I think we're already seeing the pendulum swing back to the branding and art side. So as we went digital, you know, especially in the technology space, we worked with a lot of really smart founders and CEOs who knew what could be possible given their programming background. And they really pushed us to the limit of what's possible and didn't understand everything was very linear, very rational, Plinko style. All the research shows us that buyers are very emotional and then they rationalize. And anybody who's worked in B2B for any period of time knows that people jump in and out of the funnel, they lose budget, things change in the market. It's all over the place. So what we're seeing right now is the backlash to that push for every dollar in, I want to know exactly how many dollars I get out and I want to know by which channel and I want to know by how. That's pretty impossible. I think executives need to start being educated about the limits of marketing data. It's only going to get harder with the third-party cookie situation, privacy acts, things are being locked down there. So I think executives need to get a little bit more comfortable with directionally accurate and B-plus reporting. And marketers need to get more comfortable with using that reporting to make decisions. And I think the millennials who we talked so much about 10 years ago are now stepping into that role as buyer. We're seeing a lot more millennial buying in the market, thank God. And guess what? They're prone to stories. They are those folks that dance in and out of those buyer's journeys and brand matters to them. So shout out to our content and brand marketers, guys. We're coming for you. You're the next wave. Kamala, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks so much. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Kamala Thompson, VP of Marketing at Calibre Minds for joining us. In part three of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Kamala and I are going to dig in and discuss how RevOps can prove their ROI. One more link in our show notes I want to talk about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to RevGenPod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions which we'll answer live in our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Sorry, no TikTok yet. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app. We'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay. That's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself. 